You're listening to the Beskar Brothers Podcast, your home for Star Wars news and more. What is up, my Gungans? This is Derek. And this is Harry. And we are the Beskar Brothers. Today we have a special episode for you. We have Harry's brother, Porter. Hey, what's up, guys? Today, and he is going to be talking to us about his own personal experiences with this movie and what he thinks about it. So this we is Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Yeah, I almost forgot to say that. <laughs> Thanks, <Harry. laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be great fun, and so let's get started. Let's do it. All right. Okay, guys. So as always, we're going to start with our quick facts and Harry. All righty. So, did you guys know that Mark Hamill got paid $3 million for his role in The Force Awakens? That's like... Holy cow. So, so let's, <laughs> let's think. He was there for 30 seconds. I'm not good with math, but that's a pretty, like, nice wage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> million dollars per second. Yeah. Right? If, uh, wait, no, wait, no, three million, so... Yeah. Three million, so $100,000 per, per second. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's a good wage right there, isn't it? Yeah, and oh, I mean, obviously, he was there for longer. Yeah, but but still, you know. Oh yeah, that's a lot Goodness. of money just for. They probably filmed that scene in one day. Yeah, yeah. It only probably only took one day. Yeah, sure. but yeah, that's the, isn't that crazy though? That's insane. So yeah, that's my quick fact. Crazy, um, Porter. What's your quick fact, dude? So as of 2021, still Star Wars: The Force Awakens is still the highest grossing film domestically, so in the United States, which is crazy because this film is almost six years old. And it just proves how, you know, gigantic it was, especially for American audiences when it came out. Like, even Avengers Endgame couldn't surpass it domestically. Which is crazy, because I felt like that one was, like, crazy. Even here. Busy. Yeah. So oh, definitely. It's number two, but... Well, yeah, obviously. But it yeah. still couldn't surpass yeah, Force Awakens. Not just, the best, not just the most highest Star Wars movie, but the highest movie in the U.S. domestically. Oh yeah, yeah. Force yeah, yeah. Awakens. Yeah, it yeah. almost it almost grossed a billion alone in the U.S. Yeah, that's crazy. opening weekend. No, no, just no, like all together. Oh, okay. But yeah. still, like domestic, like a billion dollars domestically, that's crazy. It's like a billion dollars. A billion dollars worldwide weekend. is still impressive, but yeah. do it alone just in the United States, insane. Because yeah. I think it's like nine hundred thirty five, nine hundred thirty six million. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, Damn, that's a, that's cool. Uh, Derek, what's your quick fact, dude? Yeah, so my quick fact um, is about uh, Poe Dameron's X-Wing in the very first, the first time we see Poe Dameron's X-Wing. Okay, yeah. So the one that, um, the one that blew up on Jakku before he was able to get away, Mm -hmm. um, it was blue. Okay. So it had blue. So he was part of Blue Squadron. Yes. So um, so the X-Wing Blue Squadron makes its debut in the Force Awakens. Okay. Um, in the original Star Wars movie, so Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker was originally supposed to fly with Blue Squadron, but oh. the blue markings on the starfighters proved to be difficult to film against the blue screens that they were using for special effects. Ah. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was then changed to Red Squadron. Ah. Yeah, that's why he's Red Five and Poe Dameron is blue. It's yeah. kind of a callback. But blue screens are very used during the 70s, so it makes sense sure. that they would have identical difficulties with that. So Yeah. And there are so many um, 
quick facts with this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we were talking about it for a good half an hour before we started recording. Yeah. I should have just turned the mic on and, and gone from there. It's all but, good. But, yeah, so um, we're just going to stick with the three for now, and then we can, you know, have some, save some for later. And then, uh, so, yeah, that's our quick facts for today, and let's get into the movie. Let's do it. You're listening to the Beskar Brothers Podcast. To be a part of the show, go to www.beskarbrothers.com to fill out a survey. Telling us what you want to hear, what you liked, and what you didn't. New entries will be featured in new episodes. So, log on to www.beskarbrothers.com today. Okay, guys, let's talk about the movie here. Um, and Porter reminded me just barely that we should probably say spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a given. That's kind of a given. <laughs> hopefully that, hopefully you guys know that, but, um, let's get started. We're just going to go over the plot of the movie and then we'll talk about it. It'll be fun. So, uh, the plot starts, um, 30 years after the galactic civil war. So this is after, um, return of the Jedi. Uh, the First Order has risen from the fallen Galactic Empire and seeks to end the New Republic. The Resistance, backed by the Republic and led by General Leia Organa, opposes the First Order. Leia searches for her brother, Luke Skywalker, who has gone missing. Mm-hmm. And on the desert planet Jakku, Resistance p- pilot Poe Dameron receives a map to Luke's place from Lor Santeca. Stormtroopers commanded by Kylo Ren raid the village and capture Poe. While Kylo kills Santeca, Poe's droid BB-8 <laughs> escapes with the map and encounters a scavenger named Ray. Kylo tortures Poe using the Force and learns of BB-8. Stormtrooper FN-2187, disillusioned by the First Order, frees Poe and they escape in a stolen TIE fighter. Upon learning that FN-2187 has no other name, Poe gives him the name Finn. As they head to Jakku to retrieve BB-8, the First <coughs> Order Star Destroyer shoots them, and they crash land. And Finn survives and finds only Poe's jacket in the wreck, leading to the assumption of his death. Finn encounters Rey and BB-8, but the First Order tracks him and launches an airstrike. Rey, Finn, and BB-8 steal the Millennium Falcon. And escape the planet. The Falcon is the Falcon is discovered and boarded by Han Solo and Chewbacca. Gain seeking to settle debts with Han attack, but the group escape in the Falcon. At the First Order's Starkiller base, a planet converted into a superweapon, Supreme Leader Snoke allows General Hux to use the weapon for the first time on the New Republic. Snoke questions Kylo's ability to deal with emotions surrounding his father, Han Solo who Kyle states who Kylo states means nothing to him aboard the falcon han determines that bb8's map is incomplete he then explains that luke attempted to rebuild the jedi order but exiled himself when his apprentice turned to the dark side and destroyed the temple and slaughtered the other apprentices the crew travels to the planet takodana and meets w- with cantina owner maz kanata who offers help getting BB-8 to the Resistance. The Force draws Rey to a secluded vault where she finds the lightsaber, once belonging to Luke and his father, Anakin Skywalker. 
She experiences disturbing visions and denies the lightsaber at Maz's offering. She then flees into the woods, confused and terrified. Maz gives Finn the lightsaber for safekeeping. Starkiller Base, much like the original Death Star, destroys the New Republic and its fleet, leaving just the Resistance left. The First Order attacks Tekoganda, oh my gosh, Tekodana, in search of BB-8. Then Han, Chewie, and Finn are saved by Resistance X-Wing fighters led by Poe, who survived the crash. Leia arrives to Tekodana with C-3PO and reunites with Han. Meanwhile, Kylo captures Rey and takes her to Starkiller Base, but she resists his mind-reading attempts. Snoke orders Kylo to bring Rey to him. Discovering she can use the Force, Rey escapes using a Jedi mind trick on a guard. Guest cameo by Daniel Craig. Yep. yep. At the Resistance base on Dakar, BB-8 finds R2-D2, who had been inactive since Luke's disappearance. As Starkiller base prepares to fire once more, the Resistance devises a plan to destroy it by attacking its thermal oscillator. Using the Falcon, Han, Chewie, and Finn infiltrate the facility, find Rey, and plant explosives. Han confronts Kylo, calling him by his birth name, Ben, and implores him to abandon the dark side. Kylo seems to consider this, but ultimately kills his father instead. Devastated, Chewie shoots Kylo and sets off the explosives, allowing Poe to attack and destroy the base's thermal oscillator. The injured Kylo pursues Finn and Rey into the woods. Finn fights Kylo with a lightsaber to protect Rey before Kylo knocks him unconscious and kind of slices his back open. Rey takes the lightsaber and channels the Force to defeat Kylo in a duel. They are then separated by a fissure as the planet's surface begins to splinter. Snoke orders Hux to evacuate and bring Kylo to him to complete his training. Chewbacca rescues Rey and the unconscious Finn, and they escape aboard the Falcon. The Resistance forces flee Starkiller Base as the base implodes. R2-D2 awakens and reveals the rest of the map, which leads Rey to the oceanic planet Octo in the Falcon. And on Octo, Rey finds Luke Skywalker atop a cliff on a remote island. Without a word, she presents him with his father's lightsaber. Okay, guys. Pretty good movie. It is a it is a great yeah. movie. I'm with a- you there. It's like good. a lot of people think prequels. Well, no, sorry, sequels, sequels, and think, ugh, you know. Yeah. And they don't just don't like it because of how they. I don't know. I like. I know. Yeah, like they despise the entire thing. Yeah, but they, like they definitely have ugh, moments, but yeah. But like, I feel like this movie out of all of them was was the best. Oh, yeah, definitely. The I, most well done as well. Yes. Like, they did their homework. Yes. And then, you know, but, like, they started strong, and then they tripped, and then they had to pick up the pieces. But, I mean, Star Wars is Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to love it no matter what. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm with and you it's, it's great stuff, so. Yeah. Um, it, especially yeah. for a kickoff for not having a Star Wars film in, was it 10 years, right, between... Revenge of the Sith and yeah, yeah, ten, ten and a half years because it was yeah. summer two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, with that long of a gap, 
they they executed it well. Yeah, and they did a lot of callbacks to the original trilogy, mm-hmm. um, which I think is cool. They used puppets a lot mm-hmm. versus um, CGI. CGI. Yeah, yeah, I liked that too. It was a good blend. Yeah, and so blend. I think I think it was really, really, really well done. Honestly, a good comparison is like the amount of time in between Toy Story two and Toy Story three. Yeah, is a really good comparison because you know people are also debating with that movie like oh like they wait too long or anything but was just as praised as the other uh toy story movies to be fair this movie like force awakens i wouldn't say is as praised as the original trilogy but it's definitely more praised than the prequels yeah 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 and i'm a i'm a big prequels fan so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 It, it honestly yeah like i said executed it perfectly well um i mean I know Derek didn't see as much advertisement for this movie as like I did or as as Porter did, yeah. but I mean the advertisement for this went crazy. Oh, I'm for sure, for sure. It was discussions at school, this between friends. We would just talk about the different cameos we saw in the trailer or the new things that that popped up. It was a yeah. hot point of discussion before and after, and especially after it came out. Yeah, yeah. And this is months before the movie even came to the movie theater. Yeah, and even the first teaser for the movie came out 13 months before the actual release date. So, That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it was on every Star Wars fan's mind for months, just all the speculating on what's going to happen. Like, it was getting more talk than movies that were coming, like, big movies that were coming out even sooner, like Avengers Age of Ultron or Jurassic World. Like, it was getting talked more than those movies, but to yeah. be fair, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the first teaser for Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, when was it? It was. I think they did it in 2013, like the first teaser. It was like yeah, it was. It even, was probably either, even longer. I think yeah. it might have been 2014. Yeah. Um, but it was like summer 2014 or something like that. Maybe late 2013. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. That was big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, like I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> this is gonna be cool. But um, and then Force Awakens came in and stole its thunder. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Maybe that's why. Um, uh, that maybe that's why uh, what's it called? Age of Ultron kind of under not underperformed. Not underperformed, but liked as much as oh, despite yeah, it actually I wouldn't say it's underperformed, but it didn't perform as well as the first one for sure. Oh yeah, I mean nothing's gonna perform as well as the first one, right? Well, Uh, I mean, I mean, Infinity War. I mean, yeah, I guess, but (laughs) but um, heck, I even think Jurassic World made more money than Age of Ultron did. Yeah. So, and I think Age of Ultron. I mean, this is getting off of Star Wars, but I think Age of Ultron is one of the best Marvel movies. I personally like it. Like, it's 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 up there. It's my... a great story. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. I think it's sad that they had to only have one movie. Yeah, I could easily see them doing two movies of Ultron. Because, like, yeah. like do the whole Infinity War. Uh, end game kind of thing with age of ultron mm-hmm. like put a year in between it like that would be crazy oh absolutely oh, but yeah. then they'd have to kill somebody and blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all that good stuff yeah thanks marvel i mean they could have i guess they killed somebody anyway because quicksilver yeah. right yeah Pietro. but yeah anyway back to star wars um let's talk about some cameos yes so I'm just going to scroll this, um, and I, I'm just on VanityFair.com. I'm just going to scroll through ones that I think are, are pretty cool. Um, Ewan McGregor. 
He, uh, I don't remember who, but I remember he, that he did make a cameo. I remember hearing that too. Um, and so, like, um, I don't know if he actually came into the studio and did it or anything, or if they just used audio tracks from previous movies. Uh-huh. But um, they actually, uh, like, I can't remember if it was when Ray like touched the lightsaber or something, or when she was in, um, when she was in the. What was it, Starkiller Base or something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, and but you can hear Obi Wan and Yoda and things like that. Um, you know, talk about like Ray. These are your first steps, or blah blah blah. I think I, I could be wrong. I, I actually haven't seen the movie in a while, but I think it's when she first opens the chest and finds Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah, I think that's. That I think correct. that's when the voiceovers start. Yeah, is at that scene. Yeah, um, Billy Lord. Oh, okay. So this is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she is Lieutenant Connix. So that's right. Okay, she's the... actually like a character in the movie. Yeah, that's that, that, right. that makes sense. I and then, that. Um, and then later on, um, in uh, after Carrie Fisher passed away, mm-hmm. um, she was the kind of the stand-in for um, Leia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they CGI'd Leia's face onto onto her mom mm-hmm. or onto her daughter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Then Bill Hader. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently he uh, he uh, voiced BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Bill Hader, I think of Hot Rod. Oh, absolutely! When he's got oh, that yeah. metal <laughs> yes. chunk in his forehead, uh, the corner huh? of his eye. <laughs> he's like, I think we ran over <laughs> a small bus. bus. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> really good movie. But I mean, if you know anything about Bill Hader, like especially when he was on SNL, he was very well known for his Im- Im- impressions or his impersonations. So yeah, yeah. definitely a good choice to for BB-8. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, Simon Pegg. Yep, yep. He was Unkar Plut. Plut. So the guy that's like Unkar one Plut. quarter portion, one quarter portion. <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, he was under the mask and. And things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, he actually had quite a decent sized part. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Because he he uh, was originally on uh, Jakku, and then he made his way to Takodana. Uh huh. Um, and so that was kind of was kind of cool to see him there, but nobody knew it was him until <laughs> the credits rolled. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed it to be honest. Yeah, and this is a more known one. Um, uh, Daniel Craig, yeah, as a yep. stormtrooper. Uh huh. Um, let's see. He uh, obviously was like a, I, I don't know his number, but it would make sense that he was like FN zero zero seven, yeah, or right, something like right. that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were filming Spectre during at the same time as they were filming Force Awakens. Oh, were Americans. they? Yeah, they were. I um I don't know if it was like super close, like the studios, but. He was close. He was close by one day filming Spectre, and they just asked him. Well, no, I think what happened was I think Daniel Craig wanted like oh, yeah. a small cameo, and they're just like, "Okay, do this. Here, and, put and, this on." <laughs> and, he, and he was just like, "Cool." <laughs> so he was actually the one that uh, that Ray had like force. What is the word? Yeah, like My, Jedi mind trick. Jedi yeah. mind trick to release her from yeah, that, the. Yeah, that was so technically, Craig. he has yeah. a voice part too because he yeah. he spoke. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and then the last one, uh, Warwick Davis. Yep. So the uh, 
originally he was Wicket in Return of the Jedi. Yep. And um, and then he was Wolliven, Wolliven, W O L L I V A N. He I looked it up and he's actually one of the uh, the patrons at Maz's uh, cantina. So I mean okay. that's pretty cool. That is. He's got like a snout and like weird eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, looking at a picture of him, you can definitely tell that that's Warwick Davis just by oh, absolutely. Oh, the yeah. shape of his body and kind of how he's how he's looking around. But mm-hmm. really cool, Warwick Davis callback. Uh, Warwick Davis actually has a lot of cameos in Star Wars. Like I think he's in Rogue One as well. Or no, it's uh, in Solo. Solo that yeah. he's in. I knew it was a Star Wars story. <laughs> of some sorts. Of some sort, some yeah. Sorts. But yeah, so kind of cool little uh little uh cameos there. Cameos in, there that in The Force Awakens. Yeah, and I felt like I mean they continued that because um John Williams makes a cameo in uh right. The Rise so, of Skywalker. Okay. That's right. That's right. But like this movie especially, they went hard on the cameos. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, they could afford it too. Right, yeah. <laughs> But, well, that's awesome. But yeah. Um, I don't know a whole ton about this next person that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping maybe you do. Maybe, Harry or Porter. But Lor Santeca. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't have anything prepared for him. I just want to see if you guys know who he is. Because he really isn't talked about too much. Honestly, I don't have too much of an idea. So, um, so Max von Saito, the actor who plays him, he is—he he was a pretty big name, like back in the day. Um, He—I I can't think of which movie at the top of the at the top of my head he's done, but he was definitely a prominent figure in Hollywood during like the '60s and heck, okay. maybe in '50s. So, like he, so like he's definitely like. It wasn't cheap to get him. <laughs> Got it. So yeah. maybe, so maybe the the casting of him was more, more to get him than the character. Maybe they created the character around him. Maybe? Oh, um, I mean, I don't know about that because he just ha- he has a really small part in the movie. Right. It's just at the beginning when Kylo is attacking that. Kind village. of more like a cameo, I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah. So um, apparently, he was a legendary traveler and explorer. Okay. Um, Lor Santeca is his name, and he's a, he was a longtime ally, ally of the New Republic and the Resistance after the Battle of Endor. Um, apparently, he helps uh, Luke um, recover a secret Jedi lore that the Empire had tried to relate, er, erase, um, and then Leia um, sent, obviously sent Poe mm-hmm. to go and, and find him. And find him, yeah. But yeah. Um, and he was on Jakku. Yeah, that's right. I think, like, and and fortunately enough, <laughs> I am a super huge Star Wars nerd and have uh, listened to some audiobooks and read some books, um, Star Wars books. The Aftermath Trilogy, I've talked about it a few times on the podcast, but it is good. So if you guys want to... Um, to, to like hear some more stuff about Jakku and why it's so important. Mm-hmm. When did the when did the trilogy come out? It was either right after Rise of Skywalker. Rise of uh, no, I think it was right after. Um, 
right after The Force Awakens came out. Oh, okay. It's so actually it's supposed to be kind of the bridge between um, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Oh, okay. No. But it actually happens, I think, nine years after the Battle of Yavin. So 9ABY is how they calculate years. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the Battle of Yavin. Yavin 4 would be when the first Death Star explodes. Okay. So um, that's the Battle of Yavin. And so 9ABY would be like, it picks up kind of right after um, Return of the Jedi. Okay. And kind of continues on. Um, so kind of even before Mandalorian. Mandalorian, oh, I looked it up just like two days ago. Um, it was like, I think Mandalorian's like like 13 ABY or something like that. Okay. Um, let me see if I can find um, when it is exactly because I really want to know that fact <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so Lor santeca pretty cool guy yeah absolutely um i was wondering who the heck he was when because like it's started. like <laughs> when i saw when i first saw it it was like oh wow Lor santeca like this guy's cool and i was like like i'm a star wars nerd and i'm not sure if i know who that is <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that i wasn't the only one yeah, I had no idea, but but yeah, so kind of kind of interesting. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so let's see. Five years after the event shown in the nineteen eighty three movie, so it was. Return of the Jedi. In 9 ABY, so after the Battle of Yavin. um, Let's see. Maybe I'm getting my my dates wrong. So let's look. Battle of Jakku. 5 ABY. So it was four years after um, the Battle of Jakku that Mandalorian was. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, But... I, and I think, um, yeah, so, but it was, okay, let's see, da, 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 da. yeah, so, sorry, got to get all my dates correct and lined up in my mind. <laughs> okay, so, um, uh, what was it called? Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. is 4 ABY, and then 5 ABY is the Battle of Jakku, and then 9 ABY was Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Big long loop around and all the way loop de loop and pull um, to get that figured out. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get back to the movie. Uh huh. Um, so we see, uh, you know, Poe Dameron's just being a smart aleck. He's like, what, do you, do you talk to Do I talk to Yeah. After he talks to Lord Santeca and, and things like that. That's um, definitely a Disney move right there, just so y'all know. <laughs> Bring in a little bit of humor at the very beginning. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. but I mean, I could kind of see something like that even happening in the original trilogy. Yeah. So, but I definitely feel it's a Disney kind of move. 
which I don't mind, of course, you know, it's definitely not complete, but I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely a Disney move. I feel like um, that's kind of the way that Disney took Marvel. Oh, absolutely. Especially. And so they were like, okay, this works. Yeah. Like a little bit of, a little bit of humor with the action. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then let's let so let's kind of kind of try to make a Marvel movie into a Star Wars movie, but not yeah, you know, so. not as heavy and thank yeah, goodness. give give it a give it a good feel yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah so um, there was one thing that I wanted to point out um, so Finn obviously is is like like struck with some form of consciousness realization realization yeah, yeah. and An awakening awakening ha. yeah hey hey <laughs> i didn't force that joke let's get oh, <laughs> oh gosh okay don't force it anymore <laughs> but um i actually wanted to go over this because um two reasons one um Finn kind of talks about this in the Rise of Skywalker with the other stormtrooper that had defected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he met on the other moon of Endor. The water moon of Endor. Yeah, the water moon of Endor. <laughs> right. Um, that he just, like, he, there was an order that he just couldn't do, and then, like, he felt liberated. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say that this is because he is force sensitive and um, we actually see a little bit of that i don't know if it's technically canon or not but in the lego christmas uh, holiday special we actually see ray training poe or not poe ray training finn ray training finn i do remember hearing you know, about that you know the lego star wars content is so good i'd say it's canon yeah <laughs> like it it was it was weird because it went all time travel on us. Yeah. But, I mean, like, oh. it was good as far as Lego Star Wars goes. Mm-hmm. But, like, this, <laughs> the like the one that they just came out with, like, the spooky one, that one was actually pretty Oh, so decent. this is, like, a special, but I don't think I've seen it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, it's just brand new. That, I, I like, it's, should, like, yeah. scary tales or something like that. Oh, okay. It's it's pretty funny, but I mean it's it's for kids, okay, kind of thing. Did, so. did he do that in the Lego Star Wars like Force Awakens video game or like any of the video games? I'm not sure. Okay, I, I don't know either. Actually, because I, mean, I, I it does sound like something like the Lego oh, yeah, games would sure. do. Oh yeah. yeah, and you you see a lot of that Lego kind of humor humor in yeah, there as well. Of so. course. Um, but yeah, so um, what was I talking about? Finn's realization he's force sensitive. Um, and I think that's kind of, to me, that's one of the forces awakening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like up until the very end of this movie, the Jedi could have been Poe, or sorry, I keep saying Poe, Finn. Finn or Rey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I was kind of, I don't know, obviously like either one of them would have been great, yeah, and the fact that it was Ray was great. Yep, because you know she has the deeper story than just some random kid yep. enslaved. Yeah, she has more of a to be a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like at the same time, like that would have been cool if oh absolutely. Po, oh my gosh, Finn. <laughs> Finn. Well, Paul too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> um, but if, he's he's a close third. <laughs> right, yeah. If Finn. 
Um, you're going to BB-8 now. <laughs> <laughs> if Finn was able to become a Jedi in the movies. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. I mean, yeah. you, you did get a chance to see Finn use the lightsaber a little bit. Yeah. In that, that, and twice. Yeah. Yeah. Because he uses it um, to fight the guy that yelled traitor at him. Yep. And then second and then time he gets it Kylo. To fight Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to lie. When he called him a traitor. Traitor. I was like. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, that was definitely hype oh. when, when I first saw it. Oh, my I gosh. Was, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Some part of me wanted Finn to be the Jedi. I, I think it's just the what if. And I keep saying this, but, like, and, I've been watching Marvel stuff too much. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> but no, the what if of everything A lot of this has been coming to my mind, too. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they start doing that with Star Wars, like what they've been doing with Marvel's what if. I mean, the kind of, I mean, with Visions, it's... In a way, they're starting to get they're, to yeah, lean towards able that to way. Do non-canon content, yeah. And at least with the Marvel whatever, I enjoy that stuff. So oh, yeah. like, yeah. So I could easily see them doing that with Star Wars. That'd be awesome. But it would have been cool if Finn would <laughs> would have been the Jedi. But yeah, I mean, and it's just kind of disappointing because not to spoil like the other two movies ahead, but in my opinion, this is Finn's best. In this movie, I, yeah. I feel like he gets super wasted after this movie, but that's a discussion for another day. And I don't blame John Boyega for that. Oh no! no. Oh no, no! No! Yeah, and I know you guys aren't either, but I just want to point that out. It has nothing to do with John Boyega and his performance. It has everything to do with Rose Tico. <laughs> I know. At least we can all agree with that. Oh, oh gosh! With the good old. Oh, what's the planet called on Last Jedi that go to? Oh, the the Las Vegas yeah, planet. Yeah, the Las uh, Vegas of the of the galaxy. Uh, I have no idea. The, the planet of the bevalent, bevalent uh, space horses. <laughs> right, <laughs> gosh, for real. But regardless of that, though, no, I agree with you, though, Porter. Um, like, like seeing Finn's character in that movie was freaking bomb. That was Finn at his best. Uh, yeah, because when I first saw it, when I first saw Force Awakens back in 2015. Um, I was honestly most excited to see where they're going to take Finn's character. Yeah. Like, I was even more excited about that than Rey and Kylo Ren. And I was excited about those two, but, I don't know, something about Finn, and it probably was John Boyega's acting, because, which is crazy, because I, I don't think I have ever saw him in anything before that. He was kind of a new face in, mm-hmm. um, the world Maybe, of cinema. Maybe, was it Pacific Rim that he's in? Or is that, is that the it, first Pacific Rim that he's in, or the second one? I, I don't remember. I haven't, I haven't seen the second one. The second one. So that's after. I haven't seen the first Pacific Rim in years, so that's I can't okay. tell you. You're not yeah. missing. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's... it. No, that's that's crazy. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. John Boy does, does a great job. Yeah. Um, I think one of the cool things with, with Finn's character, um, because, honestly, like, that was the first time... Where you see a stormtrooper take off his uh, hel- his helmet in a movie, right? And you see someone's face behind that, yeah, behind that mask. And Wait, then the, Captain the, Phasma doesn't happen in the prequels. Or, well, there's well, no well, technically well, there's close, no clone stormtroopers. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah, stormtroopers. Yeah, clones, clones, and yeah. whatnot. Absolutely. And I mean, technically, if you really want to like say, well, actually. Um, Han and Luke when they dressed yeah, up. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, an, un, an unknown face, and I'm not gonna lie. At first, it threw me off a little bit. I'm like, oh, he's just a he's just a kid. He's a random yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're heck, real people. Because heck, yeah. in the teaser trailer, the first shot you see is him is Finn popping up in the des- in uh, Jakku with oh, yeah? his with his stormtrooper like 
armory on. Mm-hmm. So it so even with the teaser trailer, like your first like, oh what the heck? Like, like something's going on. Like yeah. this guy's a stormtrooper, but they're but really focusing not. on him yeah. and he looks worried. So yeah, it, I get yeah. So um, I was I was in a different country and I was otherwise engaged with other things going on. Um, but I saw posters of this movie and I was excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I saw a poster and it was the poster with, um, like Kylo Ren and like yep. Ray was there and she had her, like her staff thing. And then, and then you have a uh, Finn with the lightsaber. Finn yeah. was had the lightsaber. So yeah, that, that's what threw me off when I saw that poster for too. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I was like, is he a Jedi? Yeah. I was like, Oh cool. Like, Mace Windu's son, or something like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, you, like, you can tell with the poster as well that that's very, like, Marvel influence. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many, like, movie, there's so many movie posters nowadays that just have the entire cast of the movie on there. Yeah. yeah. And just doing different things. And you could argue, like, Marvel did that first with the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And they've done it with all their other movies. But it's, like, even a very common thing now to do that, even with, like, more recently, Dune. Even Dune did that with oh, their yeah. poster. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. It's just a way that it works. Yeah, you know? yeah. But absolutely. yeah, so I saw I saw that and I was like, oh wow, that's cool. Like a Jedi. We've got a Jedi. We got a Sith. I wasn't a fan, and I still don't think I'm a fan of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. But yeah, I was I was excited. It definitely caused controversy. Yeah, <laughs> when the teaser came out, for sure. You're just like, wait, what? Yeah, is it trying to copy Darth Maul in a way. Yeah. Oh, wondering? exactly. It was yeah. Exactly it was that, like it was like we want to be different. <laughs> yeah. But we want to be we want to be different than the different, you know? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so they're like, okay, how can we be different but still the same? And that's that's how it is. I think it's cool. I'm I'm talking way too much about other movies other than this one. But I think it's cool how in this in this you know in uh, what is it the Rise of Skywalker uh-huh. when he, uh, Kylo Ren is fighting the Knights of Ren yeah yeah um, with um, I can't remember was it his mom's lightsaber or was it Luke's or Anakin's I think it was I think it's Anakin's. I think, it Anakin's. I think it's Anakin's yeah because um, because um, his mom's lightsaber is what what Ray, Ray ends up getting in the end right the yellow one. Was yellow? No, uh, Le- Leia's lightsaber was blue. Okay, but yeah, it wasn't. Okay, yeah, that's right. But yeah, and so, um, like, when he was fighting the Knights of Ren, he kind of like went back behind his back, and then you can kind of see like one of the blades like skimming the top, mm-hmm. and then like it cuts back to Kylo Ren's face and or Ben Solo at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. and he's like. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. But that was because he was used to having the cross there. Uh huh. And it was gone. So, I mean, at least it showed that he actually used it for something. Yeah, you know, true. Kind of thing. It kind oh, of yeah. validates the cross. It wasn't just for show. Yeah. But I think it was at the same time. It just. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like, it, it was for show with a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then the. I guess the last thing that I have on my list to talk about is Starkiller Base. Okay. Obviously, Starkiller, um, the name Starkiller comes from, does anybody know? Um, the original script for A New Hope, Luke's last name was supposed uh, to be Starkiller. Star Starkiller instead of oh, Skywalker. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so there's that. And then uh, Starkiller 
he is a, a person or a clone. Yeah, he's a clone. Um, yeah. In the Force Unleashed video games. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool, and I hope that they make it canon somehow. Um, but, like, he was, like, kind of the first Inquisitor in a way. Um, basically, Darth Vader's apprentice. And super, super cool. Yeah. Um, and then the l- very last thing that I wanted to talk about about Starkiller Base is the planet that it was on. So, Starkiller Base was a planet that was harvested for kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. They turned the planet into the weapon. Instead of building the weapon, they just turned the planet into, into the, weapon. the weapon. Yep. Right. The planet that it was is Ilum. And so the planet Ilum, um, when watching the, the uh, what's it called, the Clone Wars series, yeah. uh-huh. is the snow planet that Jedi go to to get their lightsaber crystals. Uh-huh. Like it is like a sacred planet that um, that the First Order just went into and like desecrated. Mm. And it's cool to see this in um, what's it called? Uh, uh, the video game. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. So in the video game you actually travel to Ilum to get a new lightsaber crystal and you can already see the trench dig dug into the planet so this wasn't just a um a first order thing it was an empire thing Mm. because um the this the timeline was like five years after order 66 okay so they had already carved a huge trench into the planet core Five years after um, Order sixty six, so they already were planning it to be like a backup to the backup for the yep. Death Star. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Or they were, that's where they were mining this crystals for the Death Star, mm-hmm. and they just dug a trench into it, and then okay. the Force Order came along and said, "Hey, we can put a gun in there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's cool, but also not because you know the Jedi. And I'm not a fan of desecrating sacred things, no matter whose whose religion it is. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that that that's cool. That's all the the cool facts that I have about this movie. Yeah, something I want. I mean, um, something I wanted to talk about first of all um, with just seeing this movie for the first time in the movie theater when the Millennium Falcon reappeared. Um, I want to talk about that. Oh, you said it before. The garbage will do. Yeah, the garbage. Will do. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. She didn't say rubbish, and so I was just oh, yeah. the rubbish one will do. Just because of the accent. You know? But the script was written by an American, so yeah, yeah it makes sense. <laughs> but but anyway, as soon as the, the garbage one will do, we're like, what the frick? That's not the garbage one. That's not garbage. That's freaking sweet. <laughs> and like just seeing the inside of the ship was freaking awesome. And yeah. of course, the moment that. Han and Chewie appeared. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh. It was it was freaking sweet. Just yeah. seeing that for the first time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is Star Wars. Like, like we're story. back. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're back and it was it was freaking sweet. But um, no, just the nostalgia that it brought back for me when I first saw it. It was freaking awesome. Because um, like, out of all like spacecraft and all that stuff, the Millennium Falcon is my favorite. 
Yeah. Yeah. My personal favorite. I just, I just fell in love with it within the original trilogy. Yeah. I mean, you're a big Star Wars, or a Han Solo fan anyway, yeah, so it, it makes sense. that. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite character. And speaking of sad parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah. Remember, Derek, when I said... Oh, I didn't cry in another Star Wars movie. No, that's how I lied. <laughs> There's this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what was very embarrassing. So, when I saw this opening night, I was with a girl. Of course you were. Yep. And uh, we went to go see it together. And uh, as soon as... As uh, as soon as Ben, or Kylo... Yeah. I'm going to say Kylo killed him, not Ben. Yeah. Um, Kylo... Sticks his lightsaber and just stabs Han right in the chest, and I I started to cry because they killed off my favorite character. And that was the last date you had with the girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then just kidding, saw the soft side. Yeah. <laughs> and the force has now fallen asleep with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but just to add on to that scene, um, what got me even more? What got me like just the addition to just how heart wrenching that scene was was. Chewie scream. Oh yeah! Like as far as I can remember, I had never heard Chewie scream like that before in any of the other movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was Chewie's basically his, his dad. I guess you could call his him brother. His yeah, bro- his brother. brother. Yeah, his brother. His, yeah, his brother. Like they. Like, that was you were his, my and like, brother, Han. And like just the <laughs> fact that he saw you know his son and like someone who Chewie you know saw grow up and saw this like yeah. little like innocent child at one time just destroy his dad the way he did. It's just heart-wrenching here's the I'm, thing i'm gonna put another plug in here real quick yeah, yeah. for the aftermath trilogy uh-huh if you want to know more about han and chewie's relationship <laughs> read those books i'll have to yeah but yeah sorry harry you're no um you know you're good man but the thing that really like that i, I noticed because obviously chewie shot 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 kylo do you notice that he didn't shoot him to kill him you know like um, I can't remember. If, I can't remember. If, I don't know if it was Derek or if, with you, Porter. But do you know? You guys know why he didn't? He didn't kill Kylo with the shot, right? Because he saw like he still saw like the little child that he saw grow up. Yeah, like but... he, like in other words, he saw he still saw Ben. Yes, yeah, saw little you know little pre teenage Ben Solo, and he 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 couldn't do that. Um, so that yeah. that kind of stopped him a, a partial way. Because <laughs> yeah. if you know Chewie, like he'll he's super loyal to Han. If it was just any other random person, he would have he would have blown up that guy's head. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Here, on a lighter subject, when you said Ben Solo, I I remembered something, and I'm sorry, this is so out of topic, but I remember going to Disneyland once, and like they have the uh, character. Um, you can go and meet the characters and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So we met, like, Boba Fett and Darth Vader and a bunch of other people. We got to Kylo Ren. Jealous. And, and this was, like, in between um, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So we didn't really have that. So Galaxy's Edge wasn't there yet? No, or, or not yet. It? Okay. No. It was, I think, the summer before then. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is, like, 2018. <clears throat> anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I made this stupid joke, um, and basically I said, "Hey, Kylo Ren, do you have a girlfriend, or have you been solo for a long oh time?" Oh my god! 
how did the Disneyland worker react? That, he he stood there and on. looked at me, and then I can't remember what he said or something like that. He's like, "You better watch what you're saying, talk about, you know, or something like that." <laughs> or I'll but, slice your throat. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And then you know, I had I had my little you know thirty dollar um, Darth Vader lightsaber, and I turned it on in front of him, and I was like, "Come at me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, it was pretty great. Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I no, totally you, derailed no, everything. That, that was a funny, that was a funny that, story. That, that was awesome. But no, I I just I I so like this is how movies connect with me. And like when that happened, I was I was obviously heartbroken. Yeah. Um, but another part that I I kind of want to talk about with with at least with this movie specifically, um, and we're going we're going to go back to Finn actually for what I want to talk about. Um, even though you don't really, you never knew who Finn was until this movie. Yeah. But you saw a good amount of character growth within him. Oh, like, yeah. In yeah. such a short amount of time. De- oh, definitely. It's impressive, actually. Um, like, there's not many movies where you see a character, you know, in a franchise movie where it's not the first part of the franchise, and you see him and he's, you know, pretty low. I mean, like, I mean, he, he had his awakening moment. Yeah. To take off the, the Stormtrooper helmet and to, and to, um, and to leave the dark side, basically, and uh, change his ways. And um, a lot of the growth in there, was it, it was it was awesome. And to me, it just brought to a sense, kind of like relating to, to more to real life than, I guess, the movie. Um, you know, when you have a, an awake, you know, you know I, if you want to call it a born-again moment or if you want to call it a, you know... I'm making a one a, a one eighty turn, a change um, of heart. Yeah, a change of heart. Yeah, perfect. A change of heart. You know, it can happen. You, you can have a change of heart, um, and don't let that stop you from changing what you can change for yourself in the world. It's it's true. Um, like I, I, I've always said, Star Wars is about redemption. Yeah, absolutely. And I think out of any character who had re, uh, who gained redemption in that movie, it was Finn. Definitely. Yeah. Like he definitely, I mean, he proved it. I think he proved it more than most any other movie characters I've ever seen. And so I thought that was awesome. And he wasn't afraid to try new things, hence why he got the lightsaber out and tried to do what he could with it. And I loved that. At first he was, okay, the First Order is crazy. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And I need to get away. I need to get as far away from the First Order as I can. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, as he continued... And like even even when they got to Takodana, like Finn was like, "Okay, I'm done." Like First Order, no, I don't want any part of the Resistance. Yep, I'm done. And then Ray was taken. Yeah, and his friendship and the bond between him and Ray, yeah, was was strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I personally think it's because they connected with the Force. Yeah, absolutely. Without knowing it, without understanding it. Yeah, definitely. And so that friendship grew. Um, and so I, that's why, that's what I think happened. Yeah. That's why I think it happened rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that because Ray was taken, Finn was like, yep, done. Yep. Like sign me up kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's kind of when that change happened. So personally, like I said, I think the force awakening in this movie was more in Finn Oh, 100%. than in anything else. I agree with right. you. Right, because he's the one that comes from, that came from the First Order and switched sides. Yeah. Which kind of shows the power that the Force really has. Yeah, yeah. 
that's not how the force works. works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we haven't talked about him yet, but Snoke. Oh yeah, Andy um, Circus. We have Andy Circus. That's right. Um, Snoke. I, I hate to say it, you don't really get to know much about him. No. Which is kind of a disappointment, in my opinion. We only got to know him halfway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very, uh, that's very, I knew, I knew that joke was coming. <laughs> but, no, like, he, he's kind of, I don't know how to describe Snoke. He's, cause he's not, he's not so much like Palpatine. He's not like Darth Vader whatsoever. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he's kind of more. He's a, more of a Palpatine, he, kind of like an emperor kind of thing. Yeah, he, than anything, but, but not as enjoyably still. evil. Yeah, right? yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, it was a different approach. I didn't mind it, to be honest. Like, because it doesn't show him in person until um, the Last Jedi. Yep. I didn't know how tall he was going to be. Like, I thought he was going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, because I mean, it's he's a he's a huge projection. Right. Yeah, hollow hologram. Yeah, holographic. hologram. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was. I was like, "Dang! Like, what is this?" But, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it was interesting. I I thought that Snoke had a very mysterious part, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it was just like I don't know, played off. Yeah, in yeah. The Last Jedi, and then cut in half. So yeah, was not expecting that first of all to right. happen, <laughs> right? But no, I wanted to talk about him briefly there, um, and then. Uh, I feel that with, um, well, both with Han, I guess you can count Chewie and Leia as well. Um, how their characters, you know, compared comparatively speaking from the um, from the original trilogy, um, they still hold their own. Oh yeah, big time. They're yeah. the same people. They like, are, and it's great. That's impressive to me. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised either. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are two phenomenal actors and actresses like they they know how to act and so i'm not surprised with that at all but i'm i'm glad they kept their character yeah um for how they were written in the past um because both of them were awesome um uh one more thing that i at least want to talk about for myself um at least with this movie um was actually uh, kylo ren or ben solo yeah um he he really seemed, at least the way I approached it, very childish at the start. Um, yeah. You know? With his little tantrum that he did with slicing up the control panel. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. He, 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 does not, he does not like to be corrected. He does not like to be wrong. And he does not like to lose. And so, But I yeah. mean, that's what, that's what the dark side is, right? Exactly. Is it's um, anger, hatred, passion, like... Every, All of that. Everything that Yoda describes in Attack of the Clones, that yeah. is the dark side. And I so, mean, it's like when uh, Palpatine tells Darth Vader, it's because you're angry why Padme died. Even though even though it may not be 100% true, but yeah. that, the idea of anger, like, channeling, like, your... What's the word? Like, your affiliation with the dark side, it's 100% yeah. true. It's all about the type of anger that you For sure. put into it. Yeah, and I feel that that is partially why that not partially that is why Kylo Ren is the way he is with with the dark side is because of that anger and frustration, mm-hmm. um, and the the hard thing with that is he doesn't know how to control it. At least no. not in that in that I, movie he doesn't. Nope. Which which autom- and automatically and they show that almost right away during the beginning of the movie and and it automatically shows oh he's not Darth Vader could Darth Vader get angry. Definitely. 
Was he way better at controlling it? Absolutely. <laughs> Darth Vader, I feel like, channeled his anger. Yeah. In a better way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. oh absolutely. I think better than any. And he was like, <laughs> he, yeah. he, he used his anger in a way that was more mature. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely. at the same time, still, like, like I feel like more sinister. Yeah. Oh, oh 100%. 100%. So, agree with you there. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think, but yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is kind of a baby about it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so real quick before we, we start wrapping up, and this episode's getting pretty long, but did you guys know that C-3PO was in this movie? Yep. Yes. We, oh. we we actually talked about this a while ago, that he's in every single Star Wars movie. Right. right. Yeah. Every episode. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't recognize him, recognize him mm-hmm. because of his red arm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that to me that's a little shocking because it's still the same voice. It's and still it's, it's still it's still Anthony Daniels. So yeah, it's a joke because yeah, yeah. when he gets off and he's like, "Oh, Mister Solo," do you, you know? recognize me? Was like, like, you probably didn't recognize me because of the red arm. That's right. I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I know. But some people didn't like. I, there are some people that still question to see if he was in the movie or not. Actually, really, I've had a couple of people ask me that before. Yeah, that's weird. kind of which maybe is weird it was just a smaller part. I well, I feel like he even had more lines of dialogue than Leia. Okay, maybe not, maybe not that far, but yeah, I feel like, but he had quite a few lines I mean, of dialogue. He's on, the, he's on the cover. I mean, he is on the poster, but you can't see his red arm because Chewie's elbow is blocking. Yeah, it, but so. but he's next to R two, and I yeah. think in every single poster they're next to each other. And then I think. So here's a little bit of trivia, and like I said, it's we're we're getting pretty long here. Um, a little bit of trivia, but the reason why um, uh, C-3PO's arm is always rested on top of R2 um, is because Anthony Daniels couldn't see out of his suit really well, ah, and so okay. he always he was with R2 quite often. Yeah. Um, and so he always put his hand on top of R2 to make sure, like, where he was. Oh, and interesting. Just to make sure that he wasn't going to trip over R2-D2. Fair enough. But yeah, it's pretty cool. That is. But yeah, so before we end, we really want to ask Porter, who mm-hmm. was at opening night in the theater, kind of getting all of the all of the feels about Star Wars, how that all went down. I mean, it definitely helped that at the time I went with uh, one of my closest friends in high school, um, he, and he's one of the biggest Star Wars fans I ever met. So just kind of cool story real quick. Um, we got VIP passes to opening night down in uh, Centerville Megaplex. Nice. Um, we won them because we helped clean up uh, National Honor Society uh, activity. Oh, nice. And um, cool. shout out to Mr. Handy. Um, to show his thanks to us, he got his VIP passes. That's awesome. So, so what did that VIP uh, pass entail? Like, what? So, what was it um, before the movie, before the trailers began, there were doing there were like a bunch of one on one interviews with the cast that they were showing on the screen. Oh, cool! So with Daisy Ridley, with Adam Driver, with Harrison Ford, even even though he didn't look that happy, and, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of new with him. Um, but yeah. Um, with that and then they just had a bunch of star wars merchandise selling on the outside of the theater as well it was a really cool experience as far as um just going to the movie theater altogether it was a little movie theater plus yeah movie kind the- of- oh yeah movie theater it was honestly kind of like going to like comic-con but with wow. with the new movie on the side not, not as like massive obviously but 
Kind of the same feel. As far as, yeah, kind of the same feel as far and also with people dressing up. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's almost kind of a given with yeah the opening night to any major franchise movie. Yep, for sure. I remember dressing up like uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. uh, going to see Captain America in the Winter Soldier. I remember telling oh. about that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I keep seeing like all these like videos and things like that of like fans cheering in the movie theater. I'm, like, all good for clapping, like, to be honest, like, when Captain America picked up Thor's hammer. Oh, yeah. Everybody was up in their seats. Yeah. I wasn't able to go opening night to The Force Awakens. So what was that kind of fan experience? I'll just, from the beginning, literally from the Lucasfilm logo, people were already clapping like crazy. Which is fair enough, because it was the first Star Wars movie to have been released in a while. Yeah, ten years. And personally... Um, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but this was the first time I actually saw a Star Wars movie in theaters. Really? It's because I was kind of a little too young to right. watch the prequels when they were coming out in theaters. I was alive. I, just, I was just a little too young. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, and then I remember a huge topic of discussion was, are they going to show the crawl? And I'm, oh, I yeah, remember yeah. some of my friends saying, if they don't show the crawl, I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I won't go that far, but yeah, that'd be kind of dumb if they didn't. But of course, they did. Yeah. It, and like what we were saying earlier, like just watching the movie, and it was so nice to see a huge blend, a blend of CGI and practical effects. Because right. let's be honest, um, the prequels were super heavy with, with CGI, CGI effects. Yeah. And whether you like that or not, that's totally up to the individual, but... For me personally, like it was a, like when a movie relies too much on CGI, it can be super distracting. So I'm glad this movie was not that. It would be interesting to see if they'd ever like remaster, um, like the CGI in the prequels. Yeah. To like today's. Well, they, effects. I mean, it wasn't the CGI, but as far as what they've done so far, I know they went back to put in the CGI version of Yoda into Phantom Menace because when Phantom yeah. Menace originally came out it was still the puppet yeah but in later editions they added the CGI Yoda it was a new puppet and it didn't yeah. look that great well yeah. no it was a young it was it was supposed to be it's a younger, be a younger looking younger, version yeah. of Yoda even though obviously Frank Oz sounded a lot older because he was <laughs> yeah so <laughs> but yeah I mean that's that would be interesting because they did that with um the original trilogy yeah they went back and added some CGI in there yeah Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I think it's fine, but it'd be interesting to like do the same thing to all of them now and kind of remaster it, make make it all look. Well, what's crazy is better. like the prequels are about as old now as the original trilogy was when they released the special editions. Right, so yeah. like about twenty years now. So, so we're, we're due for one, right? I, wink, wink. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> if, whether if we're Lucasfilm due- is hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be 100% opposed to it, but I don't know how likely that would happen. Yeah, and I mean, it, it would cost a lot of money to do. Yeah. And I I mean, they don't... I mean, they made how much on The Force Awakens in general, so... Billions. They could probably do it if they wanted to. It's just, you know, whether they're going to make money or not, so... Fair enough. But yeah, so I think that wraps it up. Thank you so much, Porter, for coming yeah, dude, today. Thank you for joining. Oh, yeah, us, definitely. Um, I would, I would, we would love to have you more episodes if yeah, you want. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be totally down. Whenever, whenever. Congratulations with 
what you guys are doing with this. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. We are we like it. So yeah, it's a work in progress for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but folks, thanks for listening to us. If you listen this far, holy cow, you guys are awesome. Um, but if you want to know, if you want to have us to talk about certain kind of content on our podcast, please visit our website at bestcarbrothers.com. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like, and what you would like to hear from us. If you have any quick facts that you want to share with us or anything cool about Star Wars related, we would like to have you be a part of the show as well. And so let us know what you know, because Derek and I, even though Derek knows a freaking ton about Star Wars, <laughs> more than anybody I personally know, we don't know everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, follow us on our website there. Um, continue to follow us on our podcast where you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be. Follow us on TikTok, Best Car Brothers, and as well as our Instagram page. So, yeah. And make sure to join our Discord server for more ways to... I keep forgetting about our Discord server. <laughs> yeah, for more ways to uh, to interact with us. And uh, you can definitely, you know, go on there to to put what you want to hear, what you didn't like, what, what you want to hear more of, and more questions that you have. That yeah, would be awesome. Please do. All righty. Yeah. Well, until next week... We are going to sign off. Once again, I'm Harry. And I am Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm Derek. And I'm Harry. (laughs) And? And I am not Derek nor Harry. I'm Porter. But he's Porter, (laughs) yep. And we are the Best Guy Brothers. Thank you so much. And until then... Oh, may the force be with you. Always. Peace. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Beskar Brothers Podcast. Your home for Star Wars news and more. Until next week, may the Force be with you.